0: You're listening to sermons from St. Thomas Anglican Mission, located in Matthews County, Virginia, striving to live out the ancient faith through common prayer. Here's what we have for you this week. Last week in our epistle uh, to the Thessalonians, the the Apostle Paul exhorted the believers there to pursue purity. Uh, Specifically, the verse that I I clung to last week, uh, says, God has called us to live holy lives, not impure lives. Uh, that was the seventh, seventh verse of 1 uh, Corinthians. And in my sermon last week, I shared with you that contextually, uh, the appointed passage was speaking to sexual immorality. But if we pull back to the fullness of scripture, uh, this call to holiness is so much bigger it speaks to every area of a christian's life uh the very same life that begins when we experience experience that justifying grace of god that um moment of our salvation when we we make that effort to be like you are the son of god Um, and we repent and we make efforts to turn turn around um you know, as I said, it, uh, like how John Wesley described it, it's that moment where our hearts are strangely warmed. And so after, after that moment, I, I shared with you last week, that we begin striving, uh, or we should, uh, we begin striving to be like Jesus. Um, and that, And it's in that moment that the sanctifying grace of God begins to form our lives as we walk this path. As we walk this path, of sanctification, the path of holiness. And as we walk the path of holiness, I mentioned three specific things that we've we got to be mindful of what we look upon or what we turn to. We have to be mindful of what we say, and we have to be mindful of what we do. And that brings us to this morning. This morning uh, kind of continues this idea of holiness. A topic that is, honestly, it's a good one for us to consider and to talk about during this Lenten season in light of the fact that uh, during these 40 days we are to lay things down that benefit our flesh and instead pick up things or strengthen and work on those things which benefit our faith, benefit our walk. Um, so, so holiness is one of those topics that's, that's this is a perfect time to, to discuss those sorts of things. And so this morning, uh, we heard the apostle encourage the believers in Ephesus to walk in love and in light, to be children of light, both of which are vital parts to the development of holiness in the lives of any believers. It's not just a matter of being mindful of what you look upon and what you turn to. It's not just a matter of being mindful of what you say or being mindful of what you do. Um. Because you, those things, you, there's a lot of good people in the world, right? But not everyone, in, those that don't have faith, don't carry the love of God, don't carry the light of Christ. And that's why Jesus said that once at a time, uh, told the man, he said, there's, there's no one good but, but God, and God alone. But in Christ, uh, when we, we do these things, we're mindful of these things because we're walking in love and we're walking in light we can be assured that we are on that path of holiness, that path of sanctification. This morning, though, I'm not going to uh, deliver a 36-page sermon or anything. And I'm, so I'm not, and I'm not going to talk about all of it. I'm actually just going to address one part, uh, which is a very common part. But again, Lent is kind of a season of going back to the basics. And so I'm only going to address love this morning. Walk in love. Verses 1 and 2 of our passage this morning, St. Paul said, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. That's the ESV translation. St. Jerome, a early father of the church, a fourth-century priest uh, who's recognized as a doctor of the church. Um, He wrote, Be imitators of God. This does not imply that it is less to be an imitator of Christ than of God, for Christ is God. Admittedly, much that God has done, we humans could hardly be said to imitate. But in the way that he is merciful to all and reigns on good and bad, so we may pour out mercy upon all we meet. When we do this, we shall be beloved children. We shall be imitating God himself. So to walk in love, we must love our neighbor. We must love our enemy. And ultimately, I mean, we have to love God as the summary of the law we heard this morning. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, I don't know if any of you did morning prayer this morning. There's the Deuteronomy passage uh, was appointed, which is where God actually speaks to the Israelites. And he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, and then he goes on to say, teach these to, you know, your children, teach these to the people, Write them on the doorposts of your, your lot, your house, and do all these things, and, you know, because ultimately, that is it. And I've said it many, many times, love God and love people, you know, and there's a sermon right now that Pastor Fred is doing, a series called Shema, uh, which is a Hebrew word, which is Typically, it's translated as listen, but it can also be obey. And so, you know, God's saying, obey this, obey this, love God, love people. Because as St. Jerome said, when we do these things, when we love the good, when we love the bad, it's in those moments that we imitate God himself. I don't know why God pours good things on bad people, but he does. And it's undoubtedly related to his grace and his mercy. The same grace and mercy he calls us to show to those who don't believe. Because ultimately, how is somebody going to believe unless, A, the Holy Spirit calls them, which we know by the provenient grace of God, the Holy Spirit is calling everyone to repentance. But they also need to see the grace and mercy and love of God into some people we are the only uh, representative of God that they have in their life that they might be able to trust because this person hurt them or because the televangelist only wants their money and seems like he's fake or whatever the case may be you know um, or you know the other Christian. they might have people in their life who just seem To not be real in the sense that they seem too good. But you and your rough edges is the reason that they're able to be like, maybe there is something to this. Christ, Christ offered himself in love to the Father for our redemption. And as disciples of Christ, who are led by the Holy Spirit, we too must offer in love ourselves, our souls, and if need be, our bodies for the sake of the gospel message. For that is the path of holiness. As I said last week, the moment we stop striving to become holy, we stop striving to be like Jesus. And if we're not striving to be like Jesus, then we end up with a stunted faith, become lukewarm, and we get spewed out of the mouth of God. As he says, be either hot or cold. He prefers us, you know, to be on his side. That's why he says, be holy as I am holy. And so this love that we're to show as we're walking in love, we have to guard our hearts, though, you know, with what this love is, this love of God, because it's easy for it to get twisted. You know, temptation, the flesh, the enemy wants to twist and corrupt this very love uh, that God tells us to show the world. He wants to twist it and corrupt it so that our walk gets twisted and turned from love to lust. And that's why in verse three and four, the apostle wrote, but sexual immorality and all impurities or covetousness must not be named among you as it is proper um, as it as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Like last week, the apostle writes specifically of sexual immorality and inappropriateness in the lives of the believer. However, if we pull back, it's so much bigger than just those areas. It's all-encompassing. For instance, uh, let let us... Take a moment to have. Let's 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 have. Uh, let's look at this passage with some in the moment eyes. So Christian love or charity uh, should be our default. But no matter how hard we strive for holiness in this life, it's it's not going to be our default. Uh, so we always have to make a conscious effort to be people of love. Um, Granted, for some of us, uh, the effort is easier than it is for others, be that because of our co-workers or because of the people we encounter. But for some of us, it's easier to demonstrate this love than others. And that's okay. But again, even for those people who it's easier, it's not their default. They still have to make a conscious decision. And the reason it's not our default is because of the corruption of sin. Um In the garden with our parents, they jacked up everything. <laughs> but last week, I mentioned a lack of Christian charity on social media in relationship to so, to Super Tuesday, but not just social media, even just in talking with folks, but it was all in relationship with Super Tuesday and you know the Democratic caucus in Virginia and the governor race is here, or the Senate race is there, or whatever. Well, this week, as if it wants to outdo last week, uh, there's a lack of Christian charity when it comes to this uh, coronavirus, or COVID-19, and the decisions that government officials and some churches are taking in an attempt to limit the spread of it. There are plenty of folks who aren't sharing and showing love and compassion and grace and mercy, you know, and the truth is, there's a lot of stupidity circulating, uh, but there's also truth that's circulating as well, thankfully. Uh, for instance, as of last night, uh, this is a, a something of truth that's being circulated. As of, as of last night, there has only been 41 confirmed cases here in Virginia, and that's according to the Department of Health, the Virginia Department of Health. But there's plenty of misinformation or bad stuff out there that you'll run into. Everything from conspiracy theory things to whatever the case, but it's uh, it's a mess. And it's quickly outdoing the mess of last week. Instead of speaking harshly of others and mocking them and spewing condemnation and stuff, let us be patient and exhibit love to those around us. You know, while many many seem to be going overboard out of fear to the detriment of others. Um, We have to remember that not everyone is a believer. And that even believers still face the same worries and the same anxieties as non-believers. So we can't condemn or disparage people for being worried or concerned. You know, we can't Just say, all you lack faith. You, you have weak faith. Um, There's a lot of things going on and people are trying to, again, use their brain and use wisdom. And so we must show love. We walk in love and show this love to people. Whether we understand their decision or not, we should love. You know, and if we're able, we shouldn't let, we, we shouldn't, no matter what, actually, we shouldn't let fear, uh, Smother our testimony, our testimony of the goodness of God and be thankful of those things that he has given us and he has done for us. You know, we should walk in love by speaking and demonstrating grace, mercy, and hope as we give thanks to God for each day, each day that we wake and for each opportunity he gives us to proclaim his love in this desperate time. You know, maybe that's something as silly as, you know, giving your neighbor a wall of toilet paper. I don't know. But, But show love. Show love. The path of holiness is paved in part by Christian charity. Christian love. Again, here are the first two verses that the apostle wrote. But this time... Here it has rendered in the message. Watch what God does, and then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly what God does is love you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. And so this Lenten season, as we lay things down in the flesh to make room for things of the Spirit, to make room for things of faith, make us see may may we continue to strive to walk this path of love. Walk in love as we Move on and on to becoming holy as God called us to be. And in this specific desperate time, and confusing time, and concerning time, and worrisome time, may we share love with those around us. You know, we have the hope that Christ tells us, He says, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about the things you're going to wear and the things you're going to eat tomorrow. Everything, there's enough problems as there is. Seek first the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging bread. Because the righteous seek first the kingdom. The righteous walk in love. The righteous pursue holiness in word and in deed, in thought and in speech. So strive to rise above the confusion and the noise and the chaos. And be holy as he is holy. Let us pray. Almighty God, I thank you for your great love that you poured upon us, us miserable offenders. God, you poured it upon us poured poured it upon us in your grace and in your mercy in the mess and in the muck and the mire that we were going through so God I pray that we as your children, as your beloved children, that you give us wisdom, that you give us more and more portions and measures of your love and your grace and your mercy for us to show to this world that we interact with even in our self Uh, isolation, our self-quarantine, we can still show your love, Lord. Be it online, social media outlets, over the phone, waving through the window, we can still demonstrate your love. So God, help us, help us to be quick to love and slow to judge. God, we, as your people, seek to imitate you. We seek to be holy as you are holy. Now unto God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost, be all honor and glory, both now and forever.